0: Locked On Rays,
1: your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked
1: On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, the Locked On Rays podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. At Locked On Rays. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us at lockedonrays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, it was a historic moment last night for the Tampa Bay Rays as they secured the most regular season wins in franchise history at 98 to be exact. And to celebrate, we're going to Stretch out our hands, reach out to the listeners, and do another mailbag episode like we did last week.
0: Why not? We really enjoy these. And uh, regarding the 98 wins, that's really cool. That's really awesome. Uh, Now they can say without any doubt in anybody's mind that they are the best, at least regular season Mm -hmm. team in franchise history. And and they've played like it. So it's really cool to see that. Being rewarded. They've got four more games, the triple digits. It's all that we want as fans to see at the top of the division. And I know that they want to see that in the clubhouse too. Four games. They just need to win two more. And I know that they'll do it. They can do it. They can do it. All right. Let's get into
1: the mailbag questions. We got a lot of them and we will try our darndest to get to them. All this first one coming all the way from Scotland, unless it's a Scotland, Florida that I don't know about. (laughs) I'm assuming the country, Scotland. John McNeil says, I am in Scotland and have been listening to pretty much every podcast for the last two seasons. You guys are amazing, and you should know how much you are appreciated. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you uh, for listening as well. Uh, He says, I played baseball in Scotland for the Strathclyde Falcons, who are no longer in existence Actually, Uh, I've been following the Rays since a family holiday in Florida took me to the trop in 2000. At the start of the season, you guys made a few predictions of how this season would go. I think it might be fun to revisit some of your start of season predictions and talk over how special this regular season has been. Ulysses, I can tell you we will get to all of our preseason predictions and prognostications after the season, I don't know if we're going to run through everyone right now. I can say I will put this on the record. I think I'm going to come out on top on the Mike Zanino one, batting <laughs> over 200. I'll just pat myself on the back a little. There's a little cookie for you, John. There you go. Uh, knowing that Ulysses had zero
0: faith, maybe negative faith. And Mike Zanino, and he has come through not only
1: with the batting average, but with the bombs as well.
0: I had sub two hundred faith in 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 Mike Zunino. So you take me on that one. I did a little recap on our prop bets from earlier in the season, John. And I can tell it's going to be you know, it's going to be a, a nail biter. Mm-hmm. I think one or two decisions. Uh, are going to come out on, on who gets the cigars so or who gets the you're, you're My Boy Blue beer case. Yeah. Okay, so it'll be nice. It'll be nice, but it's going to be close. I think one or two categories, one or two prop bets is going to make or break, but uh, we will. We will definitely yeah. do that after the offseason. And thank you for educating us, John,
1: because you Ulysses, I don't know about you, but I had – Quite frankly, no idea that there was organized baseball in Scotland.
0: That's how that's, naive
1: and idiotic I
0: am. I no, no, I, I, I didn't know that either. And that's really, really cool. Uh, too, too bad that it's no longer in existence. That team, uh, but uh, no, that that that's that's awesome to keep growing the game to keep, uh, you know, doing that in every part of the country and uh, in, in the world rather, um, mm-hmm. because we we this is a great sport and we love it. Uh, go into the mailbag. What what do we have next, Ulysses? So we got Chase Ross. Uh, he says the tenth anniversary of Game One Hundred and Sixty Two is upon us. I would love to hear your stories about that night. I remember, for me, I was a junior in college in Gainesville, Florida. Of course, he was at, at the Swamp, uh, but he was texting his Boston fan at mm. the time. At the then, do you remember where you were in Game One Hundred and Sixty Two, Kevin? My story is. Very, very boring. Just like I missed
1: Brett Phillips Game 4 because I was at a wedding. Game 162, I think I was doing some radio stuff for the student radio station at USF in advance of a football game. I believe USF was getting ready to play Pittsburgh the next night. So I was doing some pre-game, pre-recorded interviews to run for that next day and i think i was simultaneously tuning in and out of the game and once it got to 7-0 i did the old i'm out clunker alert goodbye (laughs) and then i believe the actual comeback and game winning victory i was getting a late night bite at uh andros food hall if that's still a yeah, thing, if wow. that's still around yeah okay the og food hall that was open till like 2 or 3 a.m and brought out all the dregs of society <laughs> or of the university and i think we, we might have been texting back and forth actually yeah. about that game but yeah i wasn't uh i wasn't at the game i wasn't watching intently i was more in and out. So Ulysses probably has a better story than I do, quite frankly.
0: Honestly, I mean, yeah, I watched the game. I was in my living room with uh, with my parents, and I remember just jumping up and down, uh, just screaming at the TV as the, as the comeback is unfolding. You know, the from 7-0, you, you had Price on the Mount, and everything's going to crap. And, uh, yeah, and then they start going at it. And, and Longo, you know, everybody talks about the— this 162 landing home run and of course why not it's just epic right Mm -hmm. but that three run shot that's the money maker that's that that's that's great and you've got dan johnson there too you've got the sam fold hit by pitch if so many things happen in that game it, it was a really cool microcosm of that whole season it's a comeback story within a comeback story so yeah it was really cool uh to see some pictures from people although i will say this kevin doesn't it seem like now there were so many people at that game once oh, two, two. I was at that game. I was at that game. Really? Mm. Really? Because, I, I mean, I, I, I see like a lot of people were at that game nowadays.
1: What, are there some deep fakes, revisionist history? Is that what's know. going on?
0: I don't know. People I mean, watch
1: a YouTube clip and they think they were part of the game. They were just as important as Dan Johnson and Evan Longoria. There you go. That's exactly oh, my gosh. Saying. By the way, trivia question yeah. regarding game 162. Uh, there is only one person still in a raised uniform from that game, from that September Twenty-Eighth, 2011 game. Do you know who that is?
0: Ooh, Scott
1: Kersey, the, ba- the bullpen catcher. Uh, you're sort of half right. It's the bullpen Stan Barosky? coach. Stan okay. Borowski, yeah. So a little trickery, a <laughs> little trick question there. Close enough. I'll give you half half you credit. You, you put your name on the paper. So I'll give you credit <laughs> for that one. Uh, okay. This next one uh, email from Darren Hybert. He uh, says, How can Shane Boz be eligible for the postseason? Thought he wasn't on the 40 man roster by the cutoff day. Can you break down how the Rays could get him in the game or, I guess, the postseason series?
0: Well, uh, he's replacing somebody who was eligible. I'm I'm guessing it'll be Chris Archer. Mm -hmm. And this has been done before. It's not like, you know, it's a newfound loophole. Uh, Teams have done this before. I believe the Rays have done it before as well. So I think it's more of a bureaucratic sign the paper, ask the commissioner, and then get it through rather than like, will he or uh, be eligible? Like he's eligible. He's going to pitch in October. Everything is fine. It's just a a bureaucratic piece of paper that needs to be signed.
1: Reading it right from... The Horse's Mouth, MLB.com. Just a brief summary, just to make sure our facts and figures are correct. It says In a typical season, any player who is on the 40 man roster or 60 day injured list as of 11 p.m., 11:59 p.m. Eastern Time on August 31st is eligible for the postseason. A player who doesn't meet said criteria for postseason eligibility can still be added to a team's roster in the postseason via petition to the commissioner's office if the player was in the organization on August 31st and is replacing someone who is on the injured list and has served the minimum amount of time required for activation. So Shane Boz for... Chris Archer, the overpaid Chris Archer. And there we go. And I think the rate, look, the Rays know what they're doing. This wasn't some fly
0: by the seat of your pants. We found it. We found a loophole. He can play. No, 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 it's, it's fine. It's been done before. Yes. It's okay. They have uh, smart people for this, for sure.
1: Um, all right, let's uh, get to one more before we take a little breather here. Yes. Uh, it's your turn, Ulysses. What do we have in the – reach into that mailbag. What do we got?
0: We got Craft uh, Cafe who actually uh, DM'd us on Instagram. He says, can't wait to attend the playoffs next week. Uh, quick, fun question. I'm with you guys on the wave. I can't stand it. But I have to be active in the Wave when I'm with my son, or he'll think I'm a dull dull dad. But here is the question. Would you participate in the Wave if we played at home and have already clinched the division and the number one seed? If nothing else was on the line, would you joyfully be active in the Wave? Kevin? Short answer, no.
1: Really? Yes. I don't. Look, I'm not a Wave guy. I don't have any problem I don't want to say I don't have any problem with anybody doing the wave. I will accept it in certain scenarios and situations like the one that's being explained here, but I'm not raising my arm for anybody. This- I'm like an old school mob boss, you know. <laughs> I don't stand up for anybody. I will be as everybody else, you could have 30,000 other people doing the wave and I will be sitting there with my arms crossed with a smirk or a facial expression resembling Jim Leland. That's what I'm doing. I'm not doing any of this. Nope. No. Not
0: going to happen. I'm sorry. This is pretty close to the this the the scenario that I would be okay with doing it. I don't see myself still doing it, but I do yeah. understand uh his point about being a dull dad. You know, maybe that's the thing. When you're adult, uh, when, when you don't want to seem like a dull dad, you gotta participate in the wave. And so yeah. We hear you, we see you, and that is okay. Good for you. Uh, I don't think my dad had ever done the wave or
1: would do the wave at a ballgame. What about your dad, Ulysses?
0: I don't know. Maybe he would. I don't know. I think he honestly would do a Jim Leland uh, crossing the arms kind of, you know.
1: How about this? Situation. I will I will acknowledge the wave. So as the wave is coming around to our aisle or section, I'll take a little sip of whatever beverage I'm doing, and that'll be my little, little drink. That, yeah. that's, that's that's the that's, most I'm yeah. lifting my hands or arms. Go. <laughs> Very good. That's what we'll leave it at. Um, okay, we want to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Listeners can make up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code baseball, promo code baseball, and that'll get you a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That means up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code Baseball to get up to fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Okay, Ulysses, moving along here. A Question from Brian Stark: Why is Shane McClanahan not getting any Rookie of the Year love? He isn't my favorite choice. That goes to Randy, a Rosarino, of course, but he is 11 and 6, has more strikeouts than innings pitched, a whip around 1.25, and a sub 3.5 ERA. Is it because he is on the same team as Randy and Wander?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when a team is this loaded with talent, uh, I mean, Randy Rosarena made himself a, a, a basically a household name, I think, if you followed baseball in 2020 by doing what he did. I mean, by becoming Barry Bonds in the 20 postseason games, that's what he did uh, in, in the biggest stage uh, that baseball has to offer. So that's one. And he's rookie eligible, so a lot of spotlight is going to go to him. Wander Franco, the back-to-back number one prospect in baseball, that's going to have a lot of spotlight. So, yeah, you're going to to kind of you know get third dibs on your own team, mm-hmm. and then let's be honest, Luis Garcia from 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 the Astros is, has just all around better numbers than Shane McClanahan. Right. So, I understand maybe Sugar Shane should should be getting a little bit more love than he is, but I also understand why he's not. Right. Yeah. If we're talking about a pitcher, it's really luis garcia i don't want to
1: say it's not even close but garcia has the metrics has the numbers has the starts has the innings pitch and i mean you look at pretty much everything and he is ahead of shane mcclanahan at this point although i will give credit to shane for stepping into that de facto proverbial ace role after yeah. tyler glass now went down well again i can't say i followed every single Astros series or game but Garcia seems to have been settled in as the number three, four guy, still yeah. very good number three, four guy, but right. I don't think the the levy or the pressure was totally on. Hey, everybody else is injured, hurt, or traded. Our starting rotations and samples. Here you go, 24-year-old. Yeah. Take the wheel, uh, you know, take the wheel and, and go from here. So there is a little bit of a different dynamic and Again, I, I believe Luis Garcia stayed pretty much healthy all year round. And let's also – look, I don't know why – I get why people are still talking about Adolis Garcia. And this might have to be a question or a conversation with Klosky because Wander's making it sort of interesting in a way. It's not 100%. I This might have to be a conversation for later. Yes. I, I will acknowledge that. But uh, <laughs> I don't get the Adoles Garcia thing if I look at and see he's on a hundred loss team and he's got an on-base percentage that is yeah two eighty basically and um he's closer to twenty nine years old than twenty eight years old. Like at what point do we say uh, rookie I, I I get it, but I think there's better candidates out there than him. I mean, I would almost consider I mean, Ryan Mountcastle before yes. Adolos, even
0: though I mean Mountcastle the and, suck, and but... Garcia over over uh, Garcia yeah. for sure. Yeah, I I agree with that. But I think this this is Randy's uh, uh, award to lose. I think overall the rookie of the year has to be Randy. I mean, what he brings in defense. I know people have given him some crap defensively, but. I mean the catches that he makes. Sometimes I know the routes are a little bit, uh, you know, flimsy sometimes. But he he is not yeah. a negative out there. He really isn't. He's got a strong arm. He he can make, you know, he can save somebody's uh, butt in the yes. outfield, uh, quite a, a few times. So no, I I think Randy Rosarina wins the um the the Rookie of the Year award. And it's a shame for for Sugar Shane, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, if we were able to quantify the pressure that he felt when he has nobody around him in the rotation and then the pressure that Luis Garcia had when he has people around him, and then you could quantify that, that pressure, and then the numbers kind of, you know, in in a way, maybe you could say it's a little bit closer, but unfortunately we don't have a way to quantify that. So that's a shame. What I will say, a
1: couple things, Randy, if you look at, his stats among rookies, I know that Valley Sports had a terrific graphic on where he ranks in terms of all the numbers, hits, doubles, stolen bases, average, games played, all those sorts of things. I mean, he's right up at the leaderboard in a lot of different categories. Also, I read a little little ditty from Keith Law mm-hmm. from The Athletic in his American League Rookie of the Year rankings go like so. Wander number one. Luis Garcia, number two; Randy Rozarena, number three. So wow. I will leave it at that. Again, this might have to be a conversation that we have with uh, Klosky later on this week. Uh, okay, uh, Ulysses, we went to Scotland,
0: so let's go to Japan, shall we? Why don't we do that? Um, Mark Chapu, I think. Uh, I think it's a French last name, Chapu, or Mark C from Japan. Hey guys, just listening to your podcast about the back-to-back division championships. I'm flying in from Japan from some ALDS action. I believe he's going to go to game one. Mm. Might not make it to game two, but he could. Uh, Do I qualify for a parking pass too? (laughs) keep up the good work? Well, Mark, uh, that's awesome. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, How do you feel about that that parking permit?
1: Look, I think I've alluded to this, and I'm going to put my proposal out on the table for the Rays. If you are a Rays fan and you're attending a game and you don't live in St. Petersburg or Pinellas County, you should give you should get discounted parking. Yeah, 25% off, 50% off, something. If you can prove that I drove in from New Tampa, I drove in from Wesley Chapel, I drove in from Lakeland, I flew in and drove in from Japan. Right. Either that and or again, we talk about promoting the team and trying to build some visibility. Uh, if your car has a bumper sticker or a race tag or something like that, you yeah. get a little, hey, we'll we'll knock $5 off. We'll yeah. knock $7 off. We'll knock I $10 it. off. Look, the, I, I get that it's MLB, pro sports, parking's expensive, but it really shouldn't have to be. No. And he's making you have somebody flying in from Japan Make some accommodations here. And I don't think my I, – I would tell Mark that, hey, just show up a half hour late, but I think the Rays are on to us on that one, especially it being a playoff game. Man, they might be taking parking uh, – they, they might be taking your cashola <laughs> – all night long. You arrive at 9:30. Yeah, there'll be an attendant out there. Oh no, asking for your credit card. So I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, no, that that's. Uh, I hope to to meet you, Mark. So again, reach out to us, and when when you know which games you're definitely going to, and uh, we'll definitely meet in the in in the postseason.
1: Uh, Ulysses, we went to Scotland. We went to Japan. Should we go to Germany next? Ooh, let's do that. How about that? Uh, Peter from Berlin, Germany says quite ironic how these schedule makers lined up the last two series of the season being that it will be our two playoff opponents i mean it's right there in front of us there they are two series away they then turn around and the same two at home didn't we just do this with detroit
0: in Toronto. Yeah, you know, uh, there's one thing in MLB that would be kind of cool to be, it'd be the scheduler. Yeah. I think the, how they make the schedule for for 162 games for 30 teams and the travel secretary, we know that you know, George Costanza had a had a had a damn of a time and be, and be working for the Yankees doing that. I mm-hmm. I feel like you know, that would be a really cool fly a fly on the wall situation. How do they make the calendars cuz sometimes they don't really make sense. But then again, do you want to coordinate 30 teams, 162 over four time zones? I don't think yeah. so.
1: I think I'm sure there's some sort of algorithm involved in a lot of consultation with the other owners and teams. What I will say, yeah, the Rays certainly, if they weren't in the position that they are in now, it'd be like, man, we got to face the Astros and the Yankees on the road yeah. to end the season. But It's not like other teams have it all off easy either. The Astros, for example, they have to play us, then they have to play Oakland. The Yankees, they're playing Toronto now, and then... They have to face us, so that's not easy. The team that got it the easiest, quite frankly, were the Red Sox. Yeah, they, they've got Baltimore in the bag, and then they're then they're playing Washington. And so,
0: they, they already lost the first game on the on the anniversary of Game One Sixty Two. Yeah. Chase the Red Sox uh, lost. So there you go. The, the Robert Andino curse still lives on in, in Baltimore. And there's no guarantee that the Rays will face the Yankees
1: or the Astros. And that's right. In the playoffs, they very well could face. Boston or I mean the and, White Sox yeah or the White Sox I mean yeah. it's I mean it lines up like it could be the Yankees and the Astros but that is no guarantee you can throw everything out the window once the uh postseason starts with that all right we'll move along here uh first we got to tell you about bet online bet online it is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, prompts, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football, a.k.a. Ulysses' favorite sport, Uh, or that's football. Uh, Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 that is NFL the numerals 100 bet online it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and they are your online sportsbook experts
0: if there's something that us and all of these mailbag uh, writers have in common is that we all like to save time and money and that's why we got to use rock auto Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? That just doesn't make sense. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us?" box so they know that Kevin and I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com uh ulysses we went to scotland we went to japan we went to
1: germany shall we go to louisiana let's
0: let's get some cajun in us uh noah Worley says i live in louisiana and have been a race fan since 2008 great year to be a race fan i've only been able to go to two games since then and there's one thing more disturbing than the crappy venue and that's the lack of marketing for the team Me and my family went to a game this year, and I saw one sign for the Rays in Tampa and St. Pete. Nothing outside the stadium, nothing downtown, nothing in Tampa, literally nothing. You wouldn't even know there's an MLB team in the area. It's troubling that ownership is willing to advertise the idea of sister cities, but won't even advertise their own team, who just so happens to be really, really good. I guess that's my major gripe right now. The team needs a marketing strategy ASAP. Brett Phillips is a marketer's dream. Use that dude. Have some appealing promotions. Stat. Well, first of all, thank you, Noah. Yeah. Uh, I think we've uh, agreed with the lack of marketing on, on this team. And hey, that sister city poster is, is not a reality anymore. Fans, you were heard. Good job. Um, so that's not happening anymore. But I agree, Kevin. I mean, yeah. the the marketing, the fact that we don't see billboards of anything but Bucks and and, and bolts, which is awesome. That's yeah. exactly what it should be. There should be some raise up stuff in Hillsborough and Pinellas County.
1: Yeah, it should be all over the place, especially with what the Rays are doing right now and have done the last couple of seasons. And I don't want to call out anybody within the marketing department because I'm sure they're all talented. They're all great. They all have special skills. I think if I had to put my finger on it, it would go back to the resources or lack thereof that ownership is or isn't giving them. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken bleep i think that might be i would love to know what their marketing budget is oh boy. compared to the rest of baseball and
0: other professional sports organizations oh, yeah and i got a great idea what's that take the parking money ah use that for billboards in hillsborough and pinellas county right i mean it's a lot of money that you're getting for parking how much is a billboard anyway how much is That's it if and if, if if you're a locked on race listener and you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I actually know how much of a bill, uh, how much a billboard would cost for x amount of days or x amount of size. Let us know. DM yeah. us. You know, go to uh, lockedonrace at race Show us a, a little voice memo or a or, or a couple lines. I want to know. I want to know how much yeah. a billboard is. And you know what? Look, I think it
1: was. Um, God, who did we have on? Michael Lords. He alluded to lean into some of the minor league promotions, have some fun with it and share those promotions too. Like whenever there's a first responders or military or nurses or teachers appreciation day, and they get discounted or free tickets. I have no idea that that's happening. Like the, the PR window of that is, Oh, Oh, okay. That's going on tonight. I had no idea about it. I mean, there should be some huge advance notice and uh Noah talks about brett phillips yeah that's a guy you can market uh so is a guy named randy rosarino wander franco nelson cruz uh yeah. you've got a, a what a trio of all stars from this past season there's it, it it should be easier to do i i would get it during the lean years you know sure like when, when you
0: have rocco baldelli and cc you're like oh my you know, god. Will rhymes strong. how are we
1: gonna market him
0: yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah honestly w- w- what's frustrating is that they have really talented people all over the Rays organization, the front office, but like the social media team is the best in the league. Like hands down the, the photography that happens at Tropicana field and following the team is unreal. The videos that they make, they hype you up. You want to run through a damn brick wall. They're yeah. really talented, but like you said, it's the money behind it. They're not really being given the money, the opportunities to put billboards. If they can make this much crazy, good content on social media platforms. I'm sure that they can come up with some killer advertisement uh, using billboards, using using that old um, thing that we called, uh, you know, driving down the highway and and looking at things. Yeah. Uh, What I'll also say is it seems like what I've heard anyway, is that there's like
1: a mass exodus within the Rays PR and social media department. I can't confirm or deny that, but I've heard that people have left as of late, even with what the Rays are doing with all their success on the field. And look, I've been to a Tampa Tarpons game, and they lean into the promotions. They have a promotion that is all you can drink beer and wine until the opponent scores a run. (laughs) So if you are the Rays and you want to schedule that to – uh, is the Arbor on the mound? Okay, let's do it for that. Yeah, game yeah, so yeah, we don't get hosed on the beer and wine sales. But things like that. Look, I give them credit for the $10 tickets and the $5 Bud and Bud Light. Yeah, and it was great. And popcorn. Do more of the player do themed more. nights, okay? Yeah. Andrew Kittredge fake beer giveaway. Yes. 100%. JT Chagua, French fries are they, discounted. They're half off. You there know? you go. I like uh, that. Tyler Glass now pitching. Give them you know, free sunscreen for everybody, <laughs> little sunscreen thing. <laughs> Look, lean into it. Have fun. That's part of it. You have to um, like embrace some of the goofiness. Yes. That is uh, baseball, and, and part of this game. Yandy Diaz night. Everybody gets a belt bar. There we go. There you go. Up I like that. See, like, look. I yeah. why aren't the Rays hiring us? Quite frankly, it's. It, I mean, I don't know, so, man. I, I'm just throwing out uh, dingers left and right. Yeah, here. you are. Ah, uh, anyway. Okay, let's move along here. Uh, Rich Perks says, so all the stadium talk got me thinking of a similar situation with my football team, the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry. Uh, For about three years, all the fans have been hearing is Buffalo needs a new stadium. Well, this year, a news article was written about the Bills moving to Austin, Texas. The fans went ballistic for a team that has made the postseason three of the last four years and have a quarterback who finished second in MVP voting. The last thing the fans want to worry about is stadium talk and relocation talk. I know Ray's fans are passionate, and I know they would go ballistic if the team ever moved.
0: Well, they, they went ballistic on, on social media, and that's awesome. That's why the sign is not happening, which is fantastic news. It is not happening. Stu apologized uh, on the radio, on the pregame show. Uh to uh neil solans and so you know that's that's great you know you're right rich uh fans will show up when they need to at least vocally uh now the only thing that we need to hear is a little bit more commitment from the 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 race front office and ownership on on what the future will be and fans they have to do their best to show up i have no doubt in my in my mind that uh the trop is going to be rocking in October. I have no doubt. And yeah. I, that's going to be sellout crowds on sellout crowds. And that's going to be fun. And I hate
1: to say this, uh, the Rays fan base would go ballistic and they are passionate and they will come out in droves for the postseason. And you know what? I don't think ownership cares. I think what they care about is finding a place that will give them a fully funded stadium or two. And if it means Relocating in the middle of the night, like the Urses took the Colts from Baltimore to Indianapolis, which I appreciate. Growing right, up in right. Southern Indiana, uh, they will do that. Yes, if they have to move to Nashville, they will, and, and they if that is where the best deal is and makes the most business sense, they will certainly do that, and they'll uh, they'll leave us behind. Of they'll, course. they'll leave us behind. Uh, okay, I guess we got a, we got another stadium question here, uh, Ulysses.
0: Yes. Okay, so last one of the day is by racefan311 at gmail.com. I think he goes by Ray, but I don't know if he's just doing that uh, as a pun. But here we go. Ray says uh, he he talks about potential trade returns for both KK and Wendell. We'll probably hold off on on, on those talks until the playoffs are over, Ray. Uh, he also says, I hear you guys say that the Rays have a contract with the TROP uh, through 20, 2027, does that mean that they're safe until then? Yes, they will be playing at the TROP until 2027, Ray. I don't see Tampa building a stadium, but I also don't see the Players Union agreeing to the Sister City nonsense either. Well, then you're just m- like most race <laughs> fans, Ray. <laughs> we don't see uh, you know, the, the MLBPA saying yes to that right now the city of Tampa doesn't, you know, it's not jumping for joy for, for, for giving tax paying dollars to create a stadium. So yeah, you're, you're, you're right there with us, man. You're that, that's the majority of race fans right now.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the Tropicana field lease is pretty clear. The Tampa Bay Rays cannot play home games anywhere else through 2027. However, they could technically move to another location in Pinellas or Hillsborough counties and pay some sort of multi million dollar fee, right? And that would be their way out of it. But as I understand it, they can't play in Nashville, they no. can't play in Portland, they no. can't play in Charlotte, they can't play in San Antonio, they can't
0: play in Montreal before 2027. And again, if the Oakland, just look at uh, uh, at the other Bay Area, Oakland, mm-hmm. look what's happening with them. I believe their lease is as ironclad as the Rays, but it's only until 2024. And they're having issues all throughout 2021. Yeah. So with three years to go, they're having a bunch of meetings and city council and all that. So three years from now in 2024, that's probably when the heat is going to be the hottest, uh, just like it is right now in Oakland. So just let's look at what's happening in Oakland with the stadium, and then we can kind of go from there, yes. ex- knowing what to expect um, from Ray's ownership and 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 city council and, and all of that. Yeah, and he also makes a good point about the
1: players' union. That is a big, big yeah. consideration here. Uh, not only do I think Ray's players. They would dislike uh, having to navigate multiple countries during a season. So do the Yankees and the Red Sox and, the, and so many other teams. I mean, I think, think about how many players might have homes, secondary homes in the Tampa Bay or Florida area. And and I, I just, uh, it look, I think we're, we're all on the same page on that. That is, I think it's a play. It's a ploy. Yep. And uh, now I will also say that if there is if there is one professional sports franchise that could pull this off, would, that could navigate this, it would be the Rays. At
0: the end of the day. Yeah, it really would be.
1: Uh, you know what? We do have one uh, last minute, last minute question that we got on Twitter from Chris Worthing, and I think Ulysses, it's a simple one that we can answer. Uh, he says, "Will Randy have another postseason this year?" as he did last year. Short answer?
0: No. 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 That was historic. Enjoy for what it was. Don't expect players to just become Barry Bonds every offseason. That just doesn't happen. No. Enjoy it. Watch the clips. Get some popcorn. Make a DVD out of it. That's not happening again. I don't think uh, a three
1: seventy seven batting average, a twelve seventy-three OPS, 10 home runs, and 20 games, 20 postseason games <laughs> that's is going to happen. That's I, stupid. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, uh, that's stupid numbers. No, that's not happening, Chris. Yeah. I'm sorry to t- tell you. Somebody, Hopefully he gets hot. Hopefully Wander mm-hmm. gets hot. Hopefully Nelson Cruz gets hot. Lau, Meadows, take yeah. your pick but nobody's getting that hot.
1: Now, I fully expect Randy to have a strong postseason. I think he's the type of guy. Sure. We we saw it. Hey, late September, Rosarina is heating up. I think he lives for these types of moments, but let's not expect that type of production ever again from really anybody. He broke records. Yes. He
0: became a – no, sorry, Chris. Sorry.
1: Yeah, and this – What's funny is Randy, a rookie of the year candidate. This will actually be his third postseason. He played with the Cardinals for a couple games in 2019. Of course, we remember 2020. And assuming that Randy doesn't get hurt within the next couple of days, he will be playing in 2021. There we go. A lot of questions, a lot of answers. Hopefully, they uh, were satisfactory to you all. And we might even do another mailbag next week. So. And Ulysses, there are multiple ways that people could reach out
0: to us with
1: questions, right? They could email us. They could do the Twitter thing, Instagram. They could do it all.
0: I mean, you got our, our Twitter handles right below our names. Mine's at some brown Ulysses. Kevin Weiss also has his uh, ad locked on race is the podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. You can DM us there on both platforms. And of course we always give a little bit priority on locked on race at gmail.com because yes. you can shoot your uh, voice memos there. You can actually be a little bit more lengthy. Peter yes. from sunny uh, Berlin has given us some good, good emails. They're, they're long. So we can't say them all, but uh, they're very entertaining. so, Make sure to do that.
1: Yeah. Again, to reiterate, you can reach out to us on any platform, but we do, we do love the emails. So lockedunraise at gmail.com or the you know 60 second or less voice memo that can also easily, simply be emailed to lockedunraise at gmail.com. Okay. Thank you again for making the Locked Raise podcast your first listen every day. And we will be back on Friday. In the meantime check out the Locked on Bets podcast.